The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Meseches Bavakama has been graciously dedicated by Rav Tzvi Reisman and family, Le'iloi Nishmas, his esteemed father, Harav Yehoshua Heschel Reisman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. May the Torah studied through this volume be an Eloi to his neshama. And now going into the main two Brokim in Shas on Geneva and Gazela. It's a good chance to have a, a small introduction to what the mitzvahs of Geneva and Gazela are. A rough outline. And as we go through the halachas, through the the um, duff after duff, we'll be able to speak a lot more about the halachas in, in each individual sugya. Um, Gazela, very important to know about Gazela because HaKadosh Baruch Hu allots each individual his money in Olam his possessions, and if he tries to take somebody else's, it's a very serious offense, and if it's stuck with him when he leaves the world and he hasn't managed to give it back and ask Mechila, he might not be allowed into Olam Abba. So all his hard work with all the Torah mitzvahs in Olam Hazer, and he might not have got, might not be able to use it for anything if he's got some gazela with him. So gazela is mekatrag baroish. Uh, gazela is what tipped the balance, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu brought the, the mabul on the world, even though there are a lot of other wicked things going on over there. Uh, okay, the, mit, the, the main mitzvahs. The Torah says loisigzoil in Parshas Kedoshim. It says loisigzoil. It also says loisignoivu. The loisignoiv in the Aseris Adibris is talking about gazelas nefesh, going of nefesh or mechorei mois yumos. There is a chiv misa on someone who steals another human being. Uh, here we're talking about stealing money. In our Peyrek, stealing human being is in Sanhedrin. Loisigzoil is do not steal in open in the open in front of him, and Loisignoivu is do not steal behind his back. Uh, there are a dinim of Kefel for a Ganif that there are not by a Gazlan, because a Ganif was in, in a, a Gazlan is Mashve Ayin Shalmatok Ayin Shalmalot, and or the other way round, a Ganif, a, a Gazlan is as embarrassed of people as he is of Hashem Isparach, whereas a Ganif is more embarrassed of people and creeps behind people's backs and is not so embarrassed of Hashem Isparach because he sees everything what's going on. So therefore, that's one of the reasons why the Ganif will pay Kefel. A Ganif will also pay if he stole an animal and he either shechted it, he slaughtered it, or he sold it, he will pay either four times its value or five times its value. Uh, we're not going to talk about Kefal and Dalad Vahey because nowadays the Beis Din cannot oblige somebody to pay Kefal and Dalad Vahey because it's a Knas, and for a Knas you need Smuchin, and we don't do the Shvichas of the original Botei Dinim who had Smicha to charge people Kefal and Dalad Vahey. So you have the Torah, the Isur in the Torah, the Isadai Reis of Gezela and the Isadai Reis of Geneva, on both of them, it says, V'heshiv es ha-gezela asher gozal, a third mitzvah, that a person will not get makas for Geneva gezela because it's nitaklas say He could put things right. He can return them. So if a person has stolen something, either in the open or secretly, he has a mitzvah to return it. 
It also says in the Torah, Lo Sa'ashoik. Also in Pashas Kedoshim and in Pashas Kisetse, Lo Sa'ashoik. That means if you have some of your friend's money that's got to your hands, you know, honestly, let's say you found a lost article of his in the street. It's obviously his, it's got his name written all over it. You're supposed to be returning it, but instead of returning it, you decide to hold on to it. He deposited something with you. You're refusing it to give it back. He worked for you. You're refusing to pay his wages. Apart from all the other Isurim, there'll also be an Isur of Loisa Ashoik. Um, these are things which arrived in your, in your possession, in your auspices legally, but they're not yours and you're refusing to give them up. That is the Issa of Loisa Shaik. There is also an Issa of Loisa and Loitis Ave in the Aseras Adibrais. Uh, these are probably, according to most opinions, two separate Averis of coveting other people's stuff and forcing them to sell them, sell them to you. There are many other mitzvahs in the Torah which forbear us from uh, uh, taking money from others which, would do, which is unlawfully, which we don't really deserve. Ribis, taking interest from a Jew. Oino'o, overcharging or underpaying. Mishkelois, having crooked balances, crooked measuring instruments, crooked weights and measures and numbers. These things are all Isurei Da'eraisa, which are all around the same, the same idea of Gezela. You're not allowed to take someone else's money when you don't deserve it. All of these mitzvahs are, in, are, all, all the, are not, nothing to do with Beis HaMikdosh, nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. They're all the generations all over the world. They're on men and women, and you should also be mechanech. Small children have to be educated and trained to keep these mitzvahs. A ganaf is somebody who creeps, as we said, who creeps secretly behind people's backs and steals. The owner does not know. If he comes openly and steals in front of the bailim, he is not a ganaf, he's called a gazlan. The main difference between a ganaf and a gazlan is whether you pay kefel and dalad vahey. As we mentioned, nowadays the bastin don't, don't meter out this punishment, and therefore there is no real big nafgamina between them. Um, well, not really. There, there are some nafkaminas, but we won't go into them now. Uh, so that, that's a ganaf and a gazlan. Uh, so somebody walks over to his friend, just snatches something out of his hand, or he walks into his house against the uh, the, the owner's will, and he just snatches something, grabs something, and takes it out. Somebody who just takes his friend's animal or servant and forces them to do a job for him, or he just goes down into his friend's field and takes some fruit. All of this would be called a gazlan. Loi sachmoid. Loi sachmoid is, well, we'll start with Loitis Ave, somebody who sees his friend's possession and he covets it. He very much wants it for himself. He, 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 he doesn't just want to buy another bike like his friend's bike. He's not just jealous of his friend's bike and he also wants a bike. He is also not just one of those um, people with, a, with, a, with a, an iron raw of a shelacherim who thinks, why does his friend deserve that bike? That's just bad midas. He actually decided that the exact bike that his friend has must become his. So, the minute he's decided to 
plan out how to get that bike, uh, maybe pay him, you know, maybe nag him and nag him or send him different people to, to, to give him, you know, to persuade him to sell, to explain exactly why you need it more than him and, and pay, offer him another offer and another offer, a little bit more, a little bit more until you squash him into the corner and he has no choice. He's fed up and he just sells it to you. So the minute you start planning that, you have a din of the Yabin over on Latis Ave. And if you carry it out and it's successful and you manage to buy it off him, you might have paid a huge price. Your friend might have a useless little storeroom next to your apartment because you live ground floor and he lives on the fifth floor. He's got this useless little storeroom that he never really uses that's got about $5,000 value on the market. And for you, it's another room of your apartment. All you have to do is make a doorway or a window and you know, for you, it's worth $50,000, and he doesn't want to sell it, and you're offering him 5, 7, 9, 11, 20, 25. You might even have paid him 55 in the end, but because you sent his Rebbe and his uncle and his nephew, and you nagged him so many times, you finally got it. You've been over on Loi Sachmoid. If it was like a cigarette or a candy, and you really get... you you, you, you for nudnicked him in, nagged him into giving it to you for free, then you've been over Leitis Ave, Leisachmoid, and Leisigzoil. Um, in case you think that this is like genuine business tactics, well, it might be genuine business tactics to like go, go, go over to him for his little storeroom and, and like immediately offer him 30000 and he says yes or no. You might even be able to make one or two offers like that. And he either sells it to you or doesn't because everything has a value. But if you nag, nag him and send people and, and, and go, on, go on like we've explained, then you're over on Loi Sachmoid. Hababa um, Machteres. Uh, yeah, in case people think Loi Sachmoid is just uh, nothing so, so, you know, okay, that's the way people go around. Well, the Shulchan Aruch brings the Gemara and says, says otherwise, that this could lead to the most serious Averis. You had Achov, who had a cousin, Novois, and Novois, because their inheritance in those days, they would all inherit from their parents, their Nachlas Oretz, their Achuzo. His cousin, Novois's, the Rosh Sanhedrin, Novois's field, was, or Paradis orchards, were, were next to his. And his wife, Izevel, asked him, why are you so miserable? So he said, because I want desperately to get Novice's um, property and annex it to mine. So his wife said, what's the problem? We all know who Izevel was and what she was all about. So what Novice did was he first was over on Leitis Ave, then Leisachmoid. He tried to force Novice to sell it to him. And Novice said to Achov, my nachlas avoisa, my inheritance from my forefathers is more important to me than, you, than yours. You've just thrown a lot of the Torah overboard, but I'm not throwing even my material land overboard. Um, and he was trying to, he was trying to give Teichochot to Achov too. Achov was furious and Novice refusing to sell him his land. Eventually Achov um, trumped up charges against him and had him killed. So, the Shechanach does bring that the, this Taiva and Chemda will lead to Gezela. If he's not selling it, you'll take it for free. And if you can't take it peacefully, then you will take it. You might come on to murder. So it does lead to the worst. Another thing about murder. Hababa Machteres. Medina de Gemara. If a burglar, if you meet a burglar in your house in the middle of the night, you can take out your gun and kill him. Or you can whack him over the head with a hammer and kill him. Uh, why? 
This is not murder. This is not manslaughter. This is self-defense. Because the Gemara says that if a person learns it from the Psukim, that if a person, when a burglar comes into Habobamachteres, when somebody breaks into somebody else's house, he knows that if the, the owner, it is it, a person's possessions, tzadikim chaviva gufam, a person's possessions, hard-earned money, are so close to him that a person will be willing to fight for his money. Therefore, anyone who breaks into a house in the, in, 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 uh, whenever, breaks into someone's house, he knows that the owner, in order to steal, he knows that the owner will stand up against him and put up a fight. And therefore, he is willing also to murder the owner if necessary. If that's the case, the Gemara says, If somebody's coming to murder you, get up, murder him first. Self-defense. So, if somebody, a burglar in the middle of the night, you could kill him. However, if it is obvious that he's only coming to steal, let's say a father, and a father really naturally, really loves his son, and if he is breaking into his son's, um, the, the, the son's house in order to steal, it's obvious that he's only going to steal. He is not going to murder his son if his son stands up against him. Therefore, it would be osa for his son to stand up against the father and kill him. Uh, another thing is, you could only kill, even if it's a, a regular burglar who is coming to kill, you can only kill him while he is in the act. Um, but if you just uh, kidnapped him, you know, you just held him down, and now you've, you've pinned him down and, he, and you're, you're holding on to him until the police come, you cannot kill him anymore. Similarly, once he's already performed the act, he, and he's walking off, you can't, you, you, you also, there, there is no heta to kill him. If you ask some Americans why they have a gun in their sock, they will tell you so that um, if they do get attacked and someone runs away with all their money, then they'll wait for him, you know, like a diamond dealer or a money courier, cash courier. Uh, when, when the fellow has turned away and walked off, they will take out their gun and kill him. Uh, that was years ago. Nowadays, everything, so there's cameras all over the place. not worth doing that. Uh, that there, there would be no heta for that whatsoever to kill someone because, I mean, a ben noyach is nidden be'eidechod, a bedayin echod, and he's nidden lemoves on gezel. But before you've come to the base in the dinehem, you, that, that would not be allowed, certainly not if it's a Jewish person, because it is, uh, so there's no, no longer any self-defense involved. Um, Nowadays, there are many opinions that because most burglars do not kill in most residential areas, of course, in the diamond business or in uh, certain places in Africa, it may be that uh, burglars are coming, are hijacking cars or houses and very often pull the trigger. It may be in certain circumstances that this is still the case, that you can kill in self-defense, and I wish you good luck in the courts afterwards. Uh, there, there, however, most places where a burglar, you know, in the yeshiva dorm, when the bocha, the suspicious bocha from across the corridor is making his rounds in your, in your locker on Friday night, thinking you're asleep, you cannot turn around and kill him. There is no, he's obviously not coming to kill you. Shail shalomi das, quite a common thing. You just take a quick, quick ride around the block on your neighbor's bike without permission. Just use the neighbor's pen. The boy sits next to you on the, in the base of the medrash. Just grab his pen for a minute to sign a check. You didn't ask permission. You're a shoyal shaloy midas. 
The din of Asher Shalemidas is that he is a gazlan, meaning that he takes full responsibility until he has returned the article to its rightful owner. Full responsibility, even if this pen would get struck by lightning, it would be his fault because once you've taken the pen, you need to do the HVSXL and give back the pen or its value. If it got struck by lightning, you're worse off than a normal shoyal who is potter because it's a inuskom or maybe it was Mesa Machmas Malocha, he'll be potter. No, you're not potter, you're a gunner. You have to return what you stole. I don't care what happened to it or what the reason for what happened to it was. There are certain, we're not, we're not going into it right, okay, a different time we'll go into Shal Shalemidas. Mashkoin, Shaloi Bershus, Mashkoin or Mishkoin, there is a, an, an idea of, I will only lend you money if you can give me a security, pawnbroking. You put down your gold watch and I'll lend you $700. Uh, there is another idea of security. Listen, I'm a plumber. I've done this job for you. You haven't paid me, so give me your gold watch until you pay me. Mashkoin. A mashkoin on a halvoa. If it was a loan for money, the, the mashkoin that you took at the, at the time of the loan is fine, but if the fellow is not paying back and you're getting worried, and because of that you are taking a, a mashkoin, you're trying to uh, seize a security, you're in trouble because you're not allowed. What's allowed is Bastin, if you take him to Bastin and Bastin decides he's got to give a security, then Bastin will be able to send their emissary, their messenger, who will then stand outside his house and ask him if he can go inside and give out some, one, of his, one of his utensils, one of his, some article. That will be held as a mashkin afterwards. That's, that means that the shliach Bastin will arrive at the house and ask him, can you please give me something? He will then decide whether to give his strimal. Now he can't go to Tish on Friday night or to any davening. Uh, he'll decide whether to give his, his, uh, his, uh, his toolbox that he hardly ever uses. He will decide what to give. Uh, if the shliach Bastin just snatches his strimal in the streets or in the mikveh, or if you, the loner, go, go, go and snatch something from him, or certainly if you go into his house and snatch something, you're a gazlan. Uh, some want to say that you're not, it's not the Issa of Lois Sigzoil, it's the Issa of Lois El Beisoy. Masigvul, although Karka ain't an exeles, it's impossible to steal land, you can't move it away, you can't put your friend's house or field in your pocket and walk off with it, and he's also not misyayish. Even so, if you move the fence and steal a couple of inches of his sodet, You've done. You've been over on the Issa of Masigvul. So if you did it openly, you're a Gazlan. If you did it secretly, you're a Ganeth. And if you did it in Eretz Yisrael, you've got another lav of Loisasig Gvul Reacho. Common when people are extending. People are adding something to their building onto their extensions on their properties, on their houses. And they just go in three or four inches onto the neighbours. Well, everybody knows you get a, a license from the municipality or whatever it is to build. Everybody knows you build an extra meter or two. The trouble is you can do that in your own garden. You cannot do that into your friend's garden or even into the, pub, the, the, the partnership property of the whole building. If there's a garden downstairs that belongs to the whole building, you can't even do it over there. You cannot build even one millimeter beyond your own property or what you've been allowed to build. Uh, you also better be careful from Loisachmoid if your neighbor doesn't want you to build and he's making a fuss 
be careful not to be Ivan Loisachmoid. You might and not force him and persuade him into selling what he doesn't want to sell, even if it's just one centimeter of land, you're over a few derisos. Meitzah Sheikh Ziku by Rabim. You had you, you you have you have a property that the public take a shortcut through it. Now when the public take shortcuts they probably got permission for it for for this originally. Uh, therefore it's theirs and you cannot stop them and even if you've got a new program over here and you want to plant something all over this field and this pathway is really disturbing you and you're willing to give them a pathway at the side and at the other side if you did that if you closed off their pathway and you gave them another pathway the new pathway you've given them is theirs but you also have to give them back their original pathway that they have that's Amitzar Shehich Ziku Boy Rabim So somebody who steals a shove pruta, the amount of a pruta is probably about three cents nowadays, depends on the price of silver. Somebody who steals even one shove pruta is over, transgresses the avera of loy signal and loy sigzail. He has to return it for heshiv es hagezela. Uh, there is no difference if he stole from a grown-up or he stole from a child. There is no Heta, whatsoever to steal from relatives. A man can't steal from his wife and a woman can't steal from her husband. You cannot even steal from your children even if they are smuchim al shul chancha. Even if your child is totally dependent on you financially, you, you cannot steal a shekel, a, a shekel, a dollar out of his pocket. Uh, you, you can't take his pen without permission. It is true that usually within a family setup, people are not so particular on this kind of thing on each other, but if they are particular, you cannot steal from them. Uh, stealing a little ship from your one-year-old baby, which is floating around in the bath next to him, is like stealing a car from an adult, because that's very, very close to him. And if he got that as a present with Das Acheri Makna, he, it might really be his, even if he's not the age of Pu'utos yet. Certainly if he's above the age of six or eight and he's got a lot of Seichel and he's uh, been kind of in his Maso Maton, it's his. Stealing that is a serious offense of Gazela and there's a din of a Heshevesa Gazela. Um, of course, when, once all these toys cl- clatter up the house and they're broken and the child's just hoarding them, there are certain Matsovim that the parents can throw them out with or without the children's permission. Chazal say about Gezel that somebody who steals a shava pruta from his friend, it's as if he is stealing his life. A poor man, this is his last money, he takes it. People do take theft very to heart. The same man could spend a million dollars on some garbage, garbage idea he has, but if you just steal one dollar from him, he's furious. Kol ha-goizel pruta ke'ilu neitel nafshait. When does the Ganav make his acquisition? Well, he never makes an acquisition because it never becomes his. But he makes an acquisition as far as being Chayev Bo'insim, having, being Chayev to Vahashova, to return the article or the value of the article. When does he make this acquisition that he becomes the Ganav and therefore responsible with all the responsibilities of a Ganav? From when he does Hagboe, that's lifting it up, Meshicha, dragging it into his own Rishus or in a Simta, uh, take chotzer, taking it into his own his own house, or if it's in his own house already, not letting the other person take it out. Then he becomes a ganef, and he has all the responsibilities of a ganef, and he's even got to do shmira. He's got to guard this that no shouldn't get damaged from from uh, external influences. 
uh, if it's an animal, he is chayv to feed it. If he doesn't feed it and it gets weakened and cheapened and dies, he will be held responsible. Uh, as we said, karka'in and igzeles, but I would like to talk about that in, in um, to, to sure in time. Um, who can be makdish gezel? The Torah says, ish kiyakdish es beisai. And we darshan from that, ma beisai birshusai, afkol birshusai. If someone has stolen your stuff, it's not under your power to do anything, to, to do too much with it right now. Even if you have witnesses, you will not be able to be makdish it because it's not under your auspices right now. If it is karka, which is einen exeles, because you can't move it and people are not misyayish from it, then if you have proper witnesses, you will be able to take it back, then you can be makdish it. The Ganef, even though he has a lot of responsibilities, it's not really his, and he will not, will not be able to be makdish it. Another common painful scenario, schaik. Someone steals the, his, his friend's tefillin before davening one day just to get him excited, or steals his hat after davening just to get him excited. And all kinds of, you see this going on all, all the time. Big brothers from little brothers, little brothers from big brothers, stealing things just to have him on, just to have a good time, just to have a joke. Somebody who steals, the Gemara brings psukim for this. The Lavush says that it's a dairaisa, even, the Rambam, even though the Rambam does bring a, a reason for it. It is, it is a, a, an absolute isur, forbidden completely to steal from someone, even if it's just for a joke or to get him all upset and excited. Even if you want to steal his old hat in order to be able to buy him a new hat, if you want to steal from him in order to be able to pay him kefal and, and because he hasn't got what to live off, that would be osur. The Gemara brings psukim for these things. A uh, person who does this kind of gazela ends up um, be, be getting used to stealing. You're not allowed to steal from a goy. There is a machlaikas haposkim whether this is a dairaisa or dirabonan. There is also machlaikas whether you are chayev to return the heishives gazela to a goy or not. Geneva <coughs> uh, stas. You cannot trick a guy. You cannot sell him. This guy likes to eat kosher meat. You cannot sell him tray for meat, him thinking it is kosher. Some say this is Doraisa. Machlaikas Rishonim, whether this comes from the dinim of Geneva, Geneva Gzela, Oinor, or Sheker. But you cannot trick a guy in Mecca If the guy made his own mistake, or, or he lent you money, and he's forgotten about it, you might be able to be certainly if an akum lost an aveda you do not have to return it and there's actually it's actually forbidden to return it if a guy made a mistake it is forbidden to return it to, to, to repay him if he was counting and he counted all the way up to 100 and really you know there's only 90 there so you do not tell him about it you, you should tell him the chatchila I don't know, I didn't count it, I'm just relying on your cheshbon. Uh, if he's made his own mistake, it's okay, but you're not allowed to trick him. Uh, somebody who wants to tell the guy about his mistake should be very careful why he's doing that. If he's doing it, like to show that Yidna are honest people, and then it's a big mitzvah. If he is doing it because he has Rachmanus on the guy, or because he wants the guy to trust him more next time, it's an Avera. You're not allowed to give him back his lost articles or his, or his, uh, or his Ta'us. 
certainly you're supposed to pay him back. But if you could, let's say he died and his children don't know about it, or if he's forgotten about it, then it would be okay to be mafkia his halva. With Yidden, you have to be misnaheg with all the mitzvahs of Ben Adam Lachaveray, because they are also misnaheg with you in these mitzvahs. These mitzvahs are beyond the letter of the non-Jewish law. These mitzvahs are some kind of, if you're one of the club, then you can take advantage of the supreme, extra special ways that we, interpersonal relationships amongst us. If you're not one of the club, and you don't act like that with everybody else, so we don't have to act like that with you either. Um, Some say that hafkoa salvo is only muta if it's derech halvo, that he lent you the money, but if it's derech meches, uh, derech avo or derech, yeah, but if it's derech meches, if it's tax, tax evasion, that you have to pay tax, that you're not allowed to be mafkia. You better pay your taxes as dina de malchus dina. You've got to pay tax, just like all the going pay tax. Uh, if, uh, or similarly, you cannot walk into a store and, uh, you know, put, put a, a can of tuna in your pocket and say, well, it's only hafkar salvar. That's derech mekach you've done gezel akum, which is an absolute isur. It's only after you of the money that you might not have to pay him back. Similarly, if you still owe the store for something that you have bought, you do have to pay. That's not hafkar salvar. Unless if it's become a debt, if you've made it into a loan instead of paying for a, for merchandise, then maybe then you could may, maybe do hafkar salva again. Tax evasion is a serious shaila. Each one should ask his own shaila. It's not so poshut at all. Okay, this is the general outline of gezel, which uh, which gneva um, gezela, the introduction to to the prokim of hagoizel, daft sadi gevel. Thank you. The daf yomi halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultation, Service, Educational Seminars or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.